Hi there, this is Tired Editing Caleb from Crandomented Actual Plays. At the end of part one of our Monster Hearts one-shot, I suggested that you would be able to listen to the Demigods one-shot as part of the big Halloween release. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. Um, in truth, I have not had the time to edit the Demigods one-shot and put it at a point where I would be happy to release it. Uh, I did not have any time whatsoever. The week leading up to this Halloween release was incredibly stressful, and then my weekend was also incredibly busy. This will be released, and it will be released in the week to come, but this is not going to be a one-shot. Part of the one-shots released on Halloween, even though that was the intention. I am so sorry, it's just not in the cards, but you will be able to hear it. So please enjoy part two of our Monster Hearts one-shot, where stuff goes left at a Halloween party. Let's have some fun. Kale, where do we find you as the moon rises? As the moon rises, just past the full moon, or the night of the full moon. You would know that it's in within that between time. We all know that the full moon only exists for, I want to say, maybe 45 minutes. At best, yeah. It still appears full to you. Okay. Gotcha. Um, either way, he is... Uh, also, audience, if you didn't know that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to shout <laughs> the illusion of a full moon to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> I very obsessively track the full moon because I've got tarot cards and divinatory tools to charge. <laughs> you got it. I had to you got it. I had to come to this realization myself. <laughs> Kale, where do we find you? What are you doing? It is Halloween. What's on your mind? <sighs> it's Halloween. Kale has a party to go to. There's an individual that's met, that is that's brought mention of dark omens. Definitely don't know what those could be. Um, and uh, a smash cut to Mara going do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> and Kale has a party to attend because mm-hmm. they were invited. And it would be disrespectful not to at least appear. Um, so since it's a Halloween party, which I think they would know that, um, they're going to do a little bit of fey magic and just um, dress themselves up in a nice... Like, almost, I want to say, like, <sighs> sorry. Halloween I'm... fit check. Halloween fit check. <laughs> Halloween fit check. Um, they are in, uh, pants that are made out of vines and leaves um that stop the the vines kind of peter out 
around the mid abdomen. Um, and since, you know, they like to live this, they know what they have and they know what they don't have. Um, they are going to go shirtless for the time being. I know that's right. Mm. Um, but they will wear gauntlets made of leaves as well. That end just before the fingertips and the hands kind of, uh, a little bit of a flourish on the wrist. Um, spattered throughout all of those is a litany of uh, vine growing flowers. Um, such as I think there are some red mandevillas as well as clematis and hydrangeas as the trio of flowers spread throughout the various pieces where vines and leaves are present. Um, I think they're also barefoot. So, and of course, wearing their antler crown. I say through the weaving of fame magic, as you start to walk out of this forest, you find yourself walking outside of the forest, outside Roderick's summer uh, fall home. Hmm. I am meant to be here, then. You know the winding ways. I do. And there's nothing that needed to happen on the way. And as you are the first of our three to enter this party just at the right time as the party is starting. <laughs> you step in and it is this not a cacophony but a symphony of all of these people excited and happy and just ready for these Halloween celebrations, this party to finally pop the fuck off. Low ambient music is sort of trailing among and through these people. Is this a setting where Kale would be? Is this a setting where Kale would feel at home is this under his potential domain is something that I would like to ask I think it is I think it is one of the reasons that they have elected to go it is part of their domain where people gather and enjoy and be present for each other much as themselves and as you walk in barefoot and clad in nature's beauty as you walk through the crowd and find a place among these people these mortals they turn to look at you in awe in surprise 
some in in want to know who you are, what you do. And as you walk, there's not a perception check in this game, but I would like you to gaze into the abyss. Hmm. I can certainly do that. Pull 2d6 and add dark. Indeed. Which for me is a plus one. Which will bring it up from a nine to a ten. As you find yourself lost in the beat and in this crowd, not focusing on any person in particular, but in the moment. In the energy. In the energy. You feel it come alive to trail off all of these mortals in their excitement, in their cheer, in their revelry. Some might say in their hedonism. As they wrap around the party, wrap around and follow the singular trail, your eyes follow it, rushing past, and your body does not physically follow it, but your mind does. It trails, it's beautiful, it's glorious, it's lovely. And then it slowly goes down to a lower level. It starts to become not corrupted, but tainted with something. Something dark and ready to consume. And as you blink, knowing that you have that information and you can mechanically take one one forward and (laughs) deal with that situation. Yeah. You find your, you blink and you find yourself at a punch bowl, and standing right there is that melancholy figure you met last night. You recognize the costume. Something deep within you recognizes the costume. It may have been a falsehood written by one of the world's greatest playwrights, but you recognize a character from The Tempest. <laughs> In this odd mixture of inspirations from not only Miranda, but Ophelia, hmm. is Ariadne. Hmm. Just sort of standing there somewhat somewhat awkwardly with a cup in their hand. <laughs> Has the other two arrived yet, or am I still first? That's a good question. Nathan, as you get out of Sparrow's car... <laughs> You were just jamming. You were jamming out to Flyleaf the entire way. (laughs) Nathan, what is your Halloween costume? Uh, So after having watched the Adams Family. And the Adams Family Values. Double feature. (laughs) Alright. He spent like the next day just kind of like looking on his phone. <laughs> like, I guess like more the modern version of the Adams family. Just kind of going through to see which ones he felt like or he wanted to go as. And uh, ended up going with Gomez because 
saw a pretty cool actor. It was honestly it was a fan casting, but it 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 was cool. Johnny Depp as Gomez. Um, Yikes! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't. Okay. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> I I was just looking up Adam's family characters and mm-hmm. saw it, it was like I was like, damn Johnny Depp. <laughs> that nothing bad ever happens with actors. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We shan't go I, into I, it. We shan't I love, go into it. I love it. me. I love me, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> So, uh, I will say but, in the background, yeah, and, and then he you did spend the rest of the day like kind of trying to match as best he could with what he had. But yeah, you did find in town not this Halloween store, but a seamstress who, after you showed her the photo, she's. She must be in like her mid eighties. She's this. She's this. She has done this her entire life. It seems. And you show her the picture, and she sort of looks you up and down behind very heavily tinted glasses, and she goes, "Hmm. Don't know how a costume would stay on you, but I'll figure something out." Before you could even question that. Time seems to pass in this space as she gets to work on the exact costume you need. You look at your phone and there's no way five minutes just passed. She she turned out this costume. What? It'll fit perfectly. And she does not ask for payment. You just have a costume now. That was at 7.45. It is 8 o'clock. Okay. So as you step out of Sparrow's car, fully in a couple's costume with a person you literally met last night, they sort of look at you as you sort of stand in front of this estate. It's very big. It's very rich. Something about it. I would like you to gaze into the abyss. Oh boy, let's let's do this. Let's do this and add add my cold. Uh, it's dark. It's two d six plus dark for gaze gaze into the yeah. abyss. Right. Unless you dark. have something that changes it. Okay. Unless yeah. you have something that changes it. Uh, no. <laughs> Some reason I thought cold. Nah, it's dark. Okay. Uh, Cold has shut somebody down. Okay, so on the die, it's a seven, so it makes it an eight with my my build. Okay, on seven to nine, the abyss shows you confusing and alarming visions, but you get your answer nonetheless. For a second, you just hear screaming. You hear screaming and sounds of panic as this rumbling from the earth just 
almost knocks you off your feet if you needed to focus on balance anyway. But you don't. You're a ghost. (laughs) And for a second, you glance up to the sky, and the sky is this mixture of violent purple and blood red. But then you blink, and it's fine. Uh, All right. Are you you okay? We we don't have to go to this party. We can just, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm sure the Denny's down the street doesn't mind costumes. No, I, I, I can do this. I can do this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was invited. I was invited. I should at least show. You feel a warm hand on your arm. Hey. I mean, it's weird how sudden this is, but like, you, you don't gotta do this alone. Not anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Do you take Sparrow's arm into yours? Uh, sure. (laughs) The two of you walk in. Mara, you are the last of our three to get there. I don't know how you did because Tara's the one who drives. I walked is how I got there, which was a long walk. And by the grace of whatever infernal patron you serve, you are not sweaty. You still look great. Yeah. The only thing I can thank it for at this point. Mara looks at this house and her arms are crossed over her chest and she looks like she does not want to be there because she doesn't. Um, but she's got like also like the steeled look in her eyes. She's mm-hmm. very determined, and one foot after the other, she confidently walks up to the door and enters her worst nightmare. And just before you enter, the visage of the wicked witch of the West turns to you and goes, have fun. Mara just kind of grimaces and keeps Before they turn around and keep chatting up, this person dresses Glinda. (sighs) Mara can't afford to linger or to warn And as you enter, there is a pit in your stomach knowing that that person could just become like you. But that doesn't matter now. The party's bopping. No, the party's (laughs) bopping. We're going. The music has, uh, the vibe of the music has gotten a bit more, like, uh, a bit more hype. Uh, People are starting to, like, dance. People are starting to, like, really sort of get into the vibe of this party. Mara, as you look around, you notice this couple? Probably a couple. Who would dress in a couple's costume if they weren't a couple? Uh, Of Gomez and Morticia Adams. And as you zero in on Gomez, in your sight, 
you see just this apparition of the entity behind this Gomez going, it's this one, this one right here. Yeah. This one. Yeah. And they disappear. (laughs) Great. Nathan, unfortunately is none the wiser. Oh, so good. Um, so I'm sorry they're like on the other side of the the room. Mm-hmm. Kind of With the layout the of the room and of this fucking huge villa, because rich white people won't be stopped. No. <laughs> no there is the the bottom floor, which is like this sort of like reception era area that has turned into like this big party dance floor space with like a punch bowl near the center near uh not the center but like towards the right of it uh there are stairs leading up and downstairs but there is a uh sort of vel- there's like a sort of like commandeered movie theater like uh bar of entry thing to the downstairs yeah. and as you see this you remember the entities voice in in your head check the basement from last night upstairs there is uh the way this is built uh on the outer edges of the upstairs there are balconies there's beautiful views of the forest or like in almost encircling this place this is a beautiful place to potentially get murdered (laughs) Is the vibe of this place because again, nice. rich white people will not be stopped. <laughs> um, no, they will not. And as you're looking around, you notice Kale at the punch bowl, mm. seemingly chatting Shit. with someone. Now, Mara has seen Kale. Mara um, you know ever the quiet library girl has frequently taken books into the woods to get away from everything the library and the woods are pretty much the only place where she can find any sort of solace respite from the insanity that is her life Mm -hmm. getting souls for an infernal entity not exactly a walk in the park Um, So she decides to go on walks in the park. Um, And she's seen, you know, sight of them before. And they've never really approached each other. They just kind of know the other one is there. And every so often when Mara is in the library, she'll think she has seen his flowing silver hair in the corner of her eye only to turn and see nothing um but then there they are in their full full out shirtless baby full, full out, out shirtless <laughs> pants that look they like looking right they looking tight they looking good they looking right they looking tight they're looking good uh but they're chatting someone up and mara is otherwise occupied so she sees them she murmurs shit under her breath because unfortunately the punch bowl is right between where she needs to get to Nathan. So she's going to have to pass them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just going to, okay. 
okay. She's like rolling up her, her sleeves a little bit and she's just focus, focusing up. She's got to get through this crowd first and foremost. And she goes. She is walking towards Nathan. Eyes straight on Nathan. Nothing else. Nothing else. Straight on Nathan. And as you walk, eyes straight on Nathan, nothing's going to stop you. Oh, fuck. Is that Tara? Oh, shit. Tara? Tara does not seem to hear you as she's not in costume. And one of Roderick's little click just like gestures and like leads her down towards the basement. Mara goes. Mara goes to the basement. Mara, Mara fully goes. Do I clock this? You do. Kale, Kale is concerned now. <laughs> Mara, Mara, Mara is following behind now. You see, Kale, you see Ariadne pale as they clock your eyes, your, uh, the, your, the line of your eyesight. Hmm. But they do not say anything. Kale will just smile, nod, and follow. As you two are starting to move, trying to get to the basement, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, all the lights in the house go out with a singular spotlight moving towards the top of the stairs. Kale doesn't stop moving. (laughs) Kale doesn't care. I will say it is hard to move past all of these people as their focuses are on uh Roderick okay. as Roderick oh how much of an asshole do I want to make this guy you labeled him king you asshole called him king asshole king <laughs> asshole uh as if he stepped off the stage performing Hamilton oh god <laughs> Do I personally know anything about Hamilton? No. So the main antagonist of Hamilton, <laughs> dressed as basically Hell an yeah. absolute prick from that play. Perfect. He has a cane in which a mic has been haphazardly taped to the end of it. Oh, it's this is Jefferson. It's Jefferson. Yeah, it's Jefferson. <laughs> As he looks out among all of these people who decide to come to his party and go, Party people! Make some noise! And the crowd roars. And Kale, that line, that energy that you saw earlier, it heightens. And keeps heightening for a moment. Now I know we're all supposed to have fun and treats here on Halloween, but uh, <laughs> you know me. 
I love a good trick. <laughs> and like his sycophant to the right just gives gives him a laugh that is a bit too loud. <laughs> <laughs> to which he gets a to which the sycophant gets a good like a click like a quick like dagger glare before that party boy persona returns. Now I want to formally welcome one of my favorite people. A person everyone should get to know, right? Mara Strand, are you in here? And the spotlight, as Mara, you are fighting to try and get through these fucking people. The spotlight falls on you and everyone's attention turns to you. Can I do something? Oh, second? yes. Since this is not my domain, may I use guide? Let me know what guide does. So guide <laughs> is a thing you can do. If you spend a string on someone willing, you can bring them across the veil into the fairy realm. Spell lasts for a scene or two before you both return to the mundane world. But it's just a brief moment. But it's a it would brief be. moment. It's a brief moment. Mara, you feel a different sort of energy. Nothing <laughs> infernal. But something. You have to be I... willing, so. This this is the lead up to the question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the lead up to the question. Do you feel something tug at the edges of your mind? Time seems as slow as that spotlight comes and inches closer and closer to you. Do you take the offer? Get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. As you wish. You... (laughs) So, for the briefest of moments, the spotlight falls and no one is there. I imagine the fairy realm version of this the mansion itself is physically almost the same color wise though everything's in a more pastel hue um and the people there are almost ethereal the fairy realm is very closely tied with the moral plane here but not enough and that is the the sight that you see once you you know you I assume you would flinch from the spotlight when you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. There's nobody physically present. You see these wisps that were rare what people were before, and it is eerily quiet by contrast. Van, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh-oh. As you're describing the realm, the fey realm that you have pulled mm. Mara into, what does Nathan look like? I think Nathan is the only other thing that looks normal. But there is still that almost sense of etherealness to it because while Nathan can, Nathan is currently corporeal and therefore still in the mortal plane. Okay. Fuck. You want it out, right? 
Mara like turns and looks to see and, where this voice is coming from. And Kale is fully illuminated in this beautiful pastel light. He looks at home here. Hmm. The silver hair, um, which had been braided, uh, which still is braided, kind of almost is like a little bioluminescent looking along with the rest of the ivy and uh, leaves. As they cross the distance um, between uh, where they were, you can feel the like softest of uh, touches as a vine disentangles from your wrist um, and returns to the rest of his uh, garb. She almost like touches the place where the vine was like, oh, that that was a real thing that I just felt. Okay. What did you, where are we? The Pharaoh. Right. Thank, thank you. You wanted out? This was your out? And I assume you want something now. No. Not at this moment. She almost like scoffs. She's like, oh, so another death then. No. In fact, this is probably a repayment for all of the times that we have existed in space together. I didn't. You never said anything. Neither did you. I didn't know if you wanted me to be there. I would have told you if he didn't want you there. My friend, I am. I'm dying. Um, I... The one who just got dragged downstairs. Yes. Tara, I need to find her. But... She, like, looks like she wants to say something else. And she kind of, like, glances over at where Nathan is standing. And her eyes kind of widen a little bit at the fact that he still looks like he looked when she last saw him, which was in the mortal realm. Hmm. Um, but she glances away and she focuses back on Kale. She's like, something's wrong. Yes. Can we here while we're here? Can we, can we go there? Can we see what's happening? We can certainly try or we can at least cross the distance that is currently blocked by people in the mortal realm. We need to go. I, then if something go. happens to her. Then let's go. Okay. We can talk about this later. Right. A question for both of you before you go. Before mm-hmm. you enter the mortal realm. Do any of you mm-hmm. do either of you glance towards the punch bowl? No. <sighs> actually well actually wouldn't since Oh well, you- I kinda did, because I looked at yeah, you Nathan. looked. You looked at Nathan, and Nathan was on the other on side. On the other of the side. Room. Yeah, I'd say with that. Would okay, that, so yes. Yeah, I guess we both kind of. It would have caught. It would have double taken yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, Mar, you would have noticed that the wisp 
That's like this deep blue. Uh, the wisp that would have represented the person that Kale was talking to. What wisp? Hmm. Mara doesn't really understand the significance of that. <laughs> hmm. The wisp is gone. <laughs> um. But you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. She needs to go. They yeah. need to go. They're yeah. they're we're gonna go. So yeah. they're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just before you return to the mortal realm, Nathan, you are seeing this showboating, this grandstanding. In the moment, I don't know if you, I don't know if you would have noticed. You blink and the warmth on your arm is gone. Where's Sparrow? Uh, he starts like looking around, trying to find where Sparrow went. <laughs> as the eyes like fall back on Roderick, as he's descending down to I want to say Kanye West's power (laughs) Yeah, Uh, as the party is getting started the spotlight fades the party resumes but you can't see Sparrow anywhere let's see let me look at the ghost real quick what moves do you have uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, well, def- definitely limitless. We already talked about him no clipping through mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I went with um helpful spirit, only because there was like way I was wanting to play Nathan. Okay. Hmm. Let's think of this. Let's think of this. Because very clearly Sparrow had the... Conditions are sort of vague in this game. They can be kind of anything. You know damn well Sparrow is anxious. (laughs) And... Maybe through that night, watching movies together and spending time together and getting to know each other a bit more, you resolved that condition for them, and you have a string on Sparrow. Ooh, okay. And in this game of magic, of etherealness, of connections, I would say that you don't have to spend because this is my game and fuck off. You don't have to spend the string, <laughs> but you notice this sort of ethereal tether from the center of your chest and the way it points, it's pointing towards the basement. Hmm. I'll follow it. Cause it's like, I'm getting a sense that the other end of that, tethers sparrow right indeed then yeah i'll 
start heading towards the basement. And as you get closer, the tendril starts to get stronger as if it is becoming braided with others. And you notice Kale and Mara at the entrance of the basement. You are so muted right now, my friend. <laughs> I certainly am. Sorry. Uh, my like... apologies if that's if that's incorrect. No, I think Kale would have. I think it, they would have traversed as much as they could have in the Fey realm to avoid people. Gotcha. Um, so they would have, I think, gone into the basement in the Fey realm, figured out. And then popped back in when it became appropriate because they saw like the wisps of people and things of that nature where they would need to be in the mortal plane. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you two would technically be in the basement? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Or at least halfway down? Yeah. Sure. On yeah. stairs, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you approach the basement, you notice that Tether sort of like go down as if going through stairs. Nathan, uh, yeah. I'm just when ha- when have floors ever confined you? When has architecture ever <laughs> confined you? True. This is your moment. Sparrow's in trouble. Sparrow's your only friend. I. The one time I, really hoping I don't find the back rooms. Fum. Do you just like face flying into the floor? <laughs> it's like just takes a step and it's like going. <laughs> it's like it's as if there was a false floor, but there's still a floor there. <laughs> so, Fen, you are literally muted. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. So. Mara and Kale, you full out see this ghosty boy dressed as Gomez Adams, just like full on whoop and appear right next to you, or rather right above you. Motherfucker! Holy shit! God! <laughs> ah. You! Hi. Oh, I forgot to clarify Ma- uh, Mara, right? Yes. He's dead, so that's why. He- Excuse me? Yeah. He's a ghost. Hi. Oh. Nathan, how does Kale know you're dead? Uh. Or rather, Kale, how do you know Nathan is dead? Probably from seeing him from the Pharaoh. I think there's there's a much more heartbreaking way. Um, (laughs) Because I like like sewing and trauma. Fuck you. Uh, late on me full send okay okay go on quick tea do you know how do you have an idea of how nathan died yes how did he die uh bad bad food food poisoning real bad food poisoning (laughs) he had no friends so he had no one to call and it was like it was like real sick how dare you how Dare, so how he just dare died. you? He just died in his room. <laughs> it's like I, how dare it you? was like food poisoning. He didn't think it was all that bad, but then it turned real bad, and he didn't have anybody to call. And he was just like, "Yeah." I want to say that Kale found your body. 
Yo. And found you because since they're a fae. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and so while they don't fully talk about it much or interact on a, on a deep level, Kale does know you exist. Um, and I, th- I think that that is how Kale knows how you both that you're dead and how you died. Yeah, because it's like the moldy food. <laughs> so, oh, honey, <laughs> was that just like a flashback? I think it so. felt like that. Yeah. Yep. As we're all, as we and the audience are caught to speed, there's just like this air of, oh. Oh, oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah I, I think, yeah. Nathan, by this time, you're just sort of, like, floated down, like, beside them on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're dead. Yeah. You're... Faye. You're Faye. We're a merry band right now, okay? We have to go down into the basement. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're here now. Uh, uh, friend I just made uh, disappeared and Kale lights up. Just excited. Is that, that friend me. also dead? <laughs> you know. Yet. Let's not let's not change that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Nathan Sparrow was very warm. Sparrow is alive. No, no, no. Yeah, no. There. I mean, when I last was last with them, just before we don't have time. Spotlight. We don't have time. Okay. Were, okay. We don't have time for this. Okay, your friends okay. alive. Great. They're in the basement. Let's yeah. go. I'm so glad this is a very long hallway and that then stairway that does not echo. Well, there's also, there's also music going on up upstairs, you know, the yeah. party is mm-hmm. 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 So people aren't mm-hmm. paying also, like, too much this attention. This is a full-out murder staircase. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, at I some mean, it's complete point, with the ghost Mara now. has grabbed Kale's hand and is just dragging them along, kind of, but also, like, I need to have a, a thing to hold right now. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. Is Mara Nate. squeezing just a little too hard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nathan just kind of floating down the stairs. Behind. Kale. There's this full out moment between Kayla and Mara and Nathan's like, don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. <laughs> Wait, would, would Nathan know about that? Hmm. Nathan would not know about don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, I don't think. But what do you, what do you, probably not. <laughs> no, I want to, I need this on the record. Ash, how much of a meme lord is Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> um, Quickly. Somewhat. You would know don't be suspicious. Okay. Exe- executive decision, Nathan knows. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Good. I mean, when 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 he's not people watching or in classes or just roaming the dorm buildings through 
walls and rooms and whatnot. Like, <laughs> I imagine no no one notices Nathan, so he's just floating through walls. Like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be. <laughs> so the three of you enter this basement, and Mara, you know an infernal ritual when you see one. The hand on Kale tightens more. <laughs> you see Ariadne, Sparrow, Tara, and two other people. You're not really sure who they are. But gosh darn it, they're having a rough night. They are dressed as Tinkerbell and Peter Pan, respectively. They kind of look like a couple. Like, they're like, the the guy's like, babe, I don't know what's happening. Babe. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> It's like, we gotta be strong. Someone will come and save us. They're very, like, CW protagonists. Got it. Uh, yes, got it. <laughs> AKA, I'm, not I'm important enough it. to have names. <laughs> so, I'm envisioning it exactly. So, in the middle of them, you, you all see Roderick as he has stripped off the top half and the powdered wig of his costume. revealing Mara you would know this very poorly made infernal tattoos like (sighs) like someone did these while drunk or like yeah sure you wanna Beelzebub in infernal right Uh, how about a uh, uh, B A Z and kind of fucked them up. But it seems that Roderick's all in on this devil pack thing. And he's like dipping his hands into this is probably the saddest and most fucked up thing of this one shot. Um into like this bowl of like what seemed to be ashes, like cremated ashes. And Nathan looking around you see an urn discarded that just says fluffy. You are not. <laughs> Does, uh, do, do the rest of us clock this? I think <laughs> you all do. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Just this, like what I just did, I feel like is also something Kale does in character yeah. where, uh, just, just a- fully rubs their eyes with one hand, you know, forefinger on one, thumb on the other, and then brings it down over uh, their mouth before you know letting it fall. And because you, you did not. Mara has let let go of Kale's hand and has rushed forward to Tara, where Tara. You, you have let go. I have let go. Okay, cool. I have let go. Okay. Roger does nothing to stop you. Is Tara uh, awake? Tara is awake and like chained to this pillar. They're all sort of chained to these pillars to which you think, how the fuck did they fit in five pillars in this fucking, you know what? Rich people. Rich people. Rich people. So Roderick is sort of like digging his hands into these ashes and sort of like letting them fall like sand and is, and he's muttering incantations Mara starts tugging on Tara's chains, like trying to see where the where exactly they're like connected to. 
as you gain more of a grasp on the situation as Roderick is fully having his cinematic moment and neither none of you else are um <laughs> they're very poorly made chains like they're like they're the kind of chains that's just like there's like a little linchpin at like the back of the pillar but it's very clear that someone who does not know how to put these like little linchpins in did it like someone like maybe one of Roderick's like little click sort of like sort of like tried to like knock it down and kind of like barely got it into like the stonework is like yeah that's that, that works uh so very easily you could get your people out of here too easily some might say uh, Roderick um, at this point is just screaming in pig latin uh- <laughs> Um, hey, are you okay? Are you good? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm fine. I, I, I don't know what happened. Like, he... I just kind of entered this place in a daze, and I, then I was chained, and then, like, this couple came, and then, like, great Morticia costume, by the way. Oh, uh, uh thanks. Hi. <laughs> and, like, this this and like Tar- uh, Tara sort of like looks at Ariadne who is just sort of like solemn and sort of like <laughs> muttering prayers <laughs> muttering prayers just to themselves. Uh, yeah, they've been muttering stuff about the moon and like Roderick didn't even like look at us. He just sort of like walked into the room and said the time has come and he's just been doing that for the past 15 minutes. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Great. Uh, Kale, could you um, uh-huh. get them chains, please? <sighs> Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Nathan, you can get Sparrow out easily. <laughs> Mara's gonna walk up to Roderick and um, kind of like kick the bowl. No, my ascension! <laughs> Listen here, you little weasel. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Obviously summoning the forces of darkness to make sure that I'm immortal and sacrificing these five losers. Yeah. Before you start sacrificing people, you might want to learn how chains work, bud. What? But fucking Barry. Uh, but, shit. Petty Mara is an energy I need. <laughs> do you want to... You want to be immortal? You want to? You want that? Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. You want that? What? What would you give me for it? Like you want this house? Oh, honey, it's gonna take more than your house. I think I could. I could help you. Like my car. Mara's gonna like put her hand on his chest in a very deliberate way. Is Kale just in the in the background of the shot? Kale is just like in the background of the shot. What are Kale and Nathan doing? I need this on the record. Kale's taking the people out um, and is currently (laughs) when he offers the house. They they kind of get that like okay, (laughs) poor choice, but okay. And then the car, they just fully scoff at him, and and then I think it's just. That is the scene that, as as she uh, is placing 
her hand on his chest. That's what they're as, doing. As in the you help up just... Ariadne, and like mm-hmm. Ariadne sort of like rubs their wrists and like looks at you, rich people, and they sort of like <laughs> they sort of like look at you with a, um, a very a grateful smirk and a and a blush before uh, helping out the couple. Gotcha. Uh, after Nathan helped Sparrow out, he honestly went over to the uh, kicked bowl of ashes and just like like no! scooping it back in and then no! he carries it over to the urn to pour it back into the urn that's so, that's, that's as awful. as you pour and i think sparrow helps you with this yeah. as as you this is to, because i know what mara is about to do is a little fucked up <laughs> like <laughs> Because infernal bargains are also fucked up. Uh, yeah. As you refill the ashes out of the urn, a little ghost cat. No, sorry, not a cat. Not a cat. My apologies. I'm so sorry. A little gorse. A little ghost corgi. <laughs> a little gorse corgi. Corgi sort of like pops their head out of the urn and sort of like. Gets out of the urn, sort of like sniffing you, and sort of like running around you, and like sort of like sits sits and like looks at you and Sparrow expectantly. Sparrow's like, "Do we have a ghost dog?" Nathan just picks it up. <laughs> you can pick the ghost dog up. The ghost dog knows you are of the ethereal realm. In this moment, this moment of solidarity, of softness, of communion. Of community, you are no longer alone in this world. For you have Sparrow and this ghost dog, formerly known as Fluffy, but what do you name the ghost dog? <laughs> um Sparrow has a suggestion. I mean, honestly, I was just gonna keep it as fluffy only because like that's the name that it knew when it was alive in this moment you realize that whatever name you give this dog will be the dog's name okay what's Sparrow's suggestion zero as a reference to nightmare before christmas (laughs) (laughs) zero it is as you say zero it is, the Ethereum shakes with the power of names. Oh, shit. And with a collar oh. emblazoned with zero as a ghostly bandana is attached to the collar. It hops into Sparrow's arms. Do the three of you walk out with your ghost dog? <laughs> Or do you, Nathan, stay for whatever the fuck is about to happen with Mara? <laughs> Honestly, kind of curious as to what's going to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in the dorms. Okay, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, and Sparrow kisses you on the cheek and then walks up the stairs. Uh, the the um. Uh... And for a split second. You swear you feel your body temperature rise. <laughs> Mara, how are you going to fuck this man's up? 
Yeah. Um, now Mara. Mara is no amateur. Mara has been doing this for a very, very long very time. Very long time. And, you know, she hates what she does. She really does. But part of her revels in the feeling of the power that it gives her. And so hand on this man's chest, she just kind of leans forward. And she's like, if you want it, you need to promise me something. Yeah, cool. Like what? Like what what I what I gotta promise? Like She's gonna like, like cock her head to this <laughs> head to the side. And she kind of shakes her head a little bit. And she smiles. It's this grin that is just you know, looking at it, you couldn't really see any malice in it. It's just someone truly enjoying what they're doing. And she goes, no. All I want is your soul. And I get to be like immortal? Mm-hmm. Cool, done. Without any hesitation, without any thought, he says, cool, done, and that's all you need. Thank you so much. Nathan somehow makes an audible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I just imagine Kale in the background going, fuck, man. (laughs) (laughs) No. And, you know, he like, Roderick feels fine for like a second. And then all of a sudden, where... Mara's hand is touching on his chest. He feels this searing pain. Uh, uh, fuck, 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 fuck! Ah, ah, shit, fuck! It's not... There's there's no escaping from it. Because even when Mara takes her hand away, her the print of her hand is still there, burned, seared into his chest. And she's laughing. She's cackling. Because this guy's an idiot. And any idiot would know that a servant cannot make a deal like that. Can't promise anything like that. All she needs is permission to take. And she got it. Mara, the tattoos on Roderick's chest, upper torso, the infernal, the symbols are corrected. Instead of Bazathrax or whatever the fuck was fucked up with those tattoos, they just read Mara Strand. Property of. Oh, that usually doesn't happen. You hear the entity in your mind go, well, fuck, that doesn't usually happen. That wasn't you? Baby, do I have the name Mara Strand? (laughs) And as you are realizing, oh, shit. Maybe there is something to having done this for a very, very long time. Let's get into an epilogue. How do you spend your Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, honestly... Uh, with my new, mm, what should we call him? Intern. Little, little guy. Intern. He's an intern. Unpaid intern. Oh, 
He's oh so unpaid. And with your control over this intern, if we do return to this, I'd like for you to write this down, Todd. Gain the move. Gain the queen move. The click. And the move streaming from the queen playbook, because Roderick's gang is now your gang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The queen overthrew the king <laughs> and took over. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, with my little unpaid intern. Um, oh, reparations comes to mind. I know that right. <laughs> you know, it's he has so much money. He does I'm have just, so much money. Oh man, I, there is there are so many clubs at school that could use this money to fund so many awesome projects. Um, and you know, also personal uh, reparations to the people he was willing to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ariadne. Yeah, I mean that's a given. Sparrow, that's that's, Tara, that's a given. Ben Judy. Ben and Judy, they got names. They got, got names. names. Wow, they got names now. <laughs> yeah, they got they got upgraded once reparations were in play. Yeah, Ben's you know, a, Ben Rupert... is a marine biology major. Aw, and Shit, Judy, they're getting even more. They're getting even more upgraded. And Judy, like Ariadne, is a Hellenistic history major. Very nice. Um, but reparations can wait. You know, there's always the morning after. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Being the benevolent um, owner that I am, um, I'll let Roderick return to the party, looking looking as looking as he does, a complete mess, with m- my name branded on his skin. Infernal text. In a script. No one can, can read, read it. Few can read, but those who can read are having a real laugh. Um. You promised him something. You see one of those Instagram witches look at Roderick and go, <laughs> and just start cackling. Well, someone's and, an actual witch. <laughs> and looking at looking at Mara now, you know, she's by she's by Tara's side. There is something distinctly different about her. Mm-hmm. It's like the student has. Surpassed the master has lifted herself up. (laughs) (laughs) Surpassed, but it's like that. It's like that feeling where she looks like she has evolved into something distinctly new. No one has really seen this recently, and she's filled with this confidence that no one had really seen in her before. And she turns and looks in Kale, and she holds out her hand and asks them, want to dance? And they will graciously take it and say, absolutely. Of course, this is like house music. (laughs) Well, care if I yes and this? Yes and, please, yes and, yes and. So as you ask... Uh, Mara for Kale to dance Uh, Kale will take your hand and just in that brief second of slip space almost will take you back into the Fey realm 
And do you have a preferred style of music? Does Mara have a preferred style of music? And does she listen to it while she reads? Oh, Mara, Mara, when she reads, is listening to, and this is almost exclusively, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. That is what is playing on the speakers in the Fey Realm, is the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. As Very good. Um, Kale takes her hand, um, and then I believe with a bit of a small flourish, pulls her into a slow waltz. Mara is so cool right now. She is being so chill about this. I am not. I am <laughs> freaking out. But Mara is being very chill about this. Um, and she is just like genuinely smiling. Like her life has been so fucked up before this point. And she now finds herself more powerful than she has ever been dancing in the arms of someone who has only ever been a stranger to her until this night. Um, and she is genuinely happy and completely forgot about the fact that she was supposed to, um, turn a little someone over to her own master. Oh, it's time later. Yeah. Or is there? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan, how do you spend Halloween? Um... Sparrow went back to the apartments, right? Uh, I'm sure you could catch Sparrow at their car. Yeah, because I did ride with them. So like uh, (laughs) Sparrow probably realized, oh, wait, I drove drove him. (laughs) There was no clip through and just fly home. Yeah, you could. Yeah, could fly home. Fly home. True, 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 true. It's whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll probably just kind of. Since Spiro said they were going to go back. Um, to the dorms, yeah. Yeah, to the dorms. Uh, and the... I will say, if you start flying, you could probably have a very cinematic moment where you... Where there's this shot of Sparrow driving and you flying and Zero coming out to join you. Ah. <sighs> Flying that's ghost like, dog, let's go. Like, I mean, that's only if you want. So as <coughs> that's so cute. Though. As Flying Sparrow ghost dog, let's go back to the dorms. And zero senses you. Zero hops out of the car window and flies up to you. What do you mean out the car window? Do they just go up through the roof? <laughs> no, they face through the window and di- di- diagonally just shoot up straight towards you. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And as you two fly over the rooftops and Sparrow drives, you're at peace, but in a better way than you were. For now. And that is where we call an end to this. But, I mean, 
I love a post-credits moment. Don't you? Don't we all? So we cut back to that seamstress's shop. As the doorbell jingles, we see the entity still in that Wicked Witch of the West costume. Okay, okay. It's good work. Gotta give you that. The seamstress only just gives us little chuckle. She upstaged you and looked good doing it. That's what I wanted. And you lost the bet this year. <sighs> Fuck, what do I owe you? Like, I have this Ming Dynasty vase. And what do you want? Hmm. What do I want? And we hear... This is late at night. This is like at the end of Halloween. We hear a familiar voice go, Grandmother, are you alone down there? I'll be up in a moment, Ariadne. Just prepare the tea. It'll be fine. I don't have a guest down here. Okay. How are you at playing matchmaker? And that's where we'll end it. Thank you so much for joining me for this weird fucking Monster Hearts game. This is so fun. It was supposed to be a bigger whodunit, but I'm just like, nah, let's just just make the (laughs) villain a rich asshole. Why not? My name name is Caleb Wade. I was your MC this evening, and I want to say thank you to my amazing cast, my amazing players. (laughs) <laughs> Let's reintroduce you to them one last time. Let's start with Ash. Yo, I'm Ash, he, him. Played Nathan Felch, the ghost. Also he, him. Fen? Hello, I've been Fen. You've been listening to me play Kale Rosemont, they, them, the Fae. You can find me all over the internet, FNG, if we're doing plugs here. Uh, otherwise, I mean, Thank you, you know how to do plugs. No, okay, then whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm Fen. I, I've been playing Kale, uh, Kale, not Kale, but Kale Rosamond. They've been <laughs> playing me. What? Uh, not been, I've not been playing <laughs> you. No. No, 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 But I spelled my name with a K. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> there's, also, there's also no B in this name, but that's beside the point. And last but certainly not least, Tot. Hello, I am Tot, she, they, and I have played Mara Strand, also she, they. Your newest infernal patron. If you would like to sell your soul to me, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Tot Coco. <laughs> Links to all social media will be in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have an ooky spooky Halloween. Bye, everybody. Ooh, bye.